0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. It
1: always takes a second to start recording. Yeah. Oh, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Geek Vibes Live Review. I'm your host, Tia, and I have with me again Sean Ventura from Lights Camera Pro. I'm really
0: happy to have you on. It's been a while since we've done one of these reviews. It has. It's it's been a little while that I've even done uh, anything live or Recorded over the internet. I've been doing lots of uh, reviews by myself, so it's fun to do this today with you.
1: It's um exciting when you get to do it, say, yourself, just because you have complete freedom to say what, whatever you want, but then it kind of gets lonely every once in a while.
0: Yeah, you got to mix it up a little.
1: We tried to do um, – last, I believe, we did was the Halloween, uh, the Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler. Okay. And – I originally suggested we do mank and I haven't watched it yet, but you apparently said that
0: you could not get through it. I could not watch it. And I, I've had that problem with a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't know what's going on, but, um, I my standards just keep getting higher and higher. Like I did it with wonder woman 84. I was kind of excited to see it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people thought it was great. And I was like, this is awful. What is going on? And, and the Joker. Um, I've been waiting to see the Joker for a couple years now because I wasn't going to see it in the theater, and I just thought it was an awful movie. And I did watch it all the way to the end because I know that uh, Joaquin Phoenix got the Academy Award. So I was like, I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this. And he was amazing. But I was like, why did they make that movie? Like, it was just awful. So I'm I'm having a hard time make it making it through stuff. <laughs>
1: I was agreeing with you with the Wonder Woman 1984, and then as soon as you said Joker, I was like, ah, I can't agree with Sean here. But I certainly understand where you're coming from with that. It wasn't for everyone. But, yeah, Wonder Woman 1984 was a big disappointment. But I'm hoping that the show that we're reviewing today, which is The Flight Attendant, wasn't a disappointment.
0: Ah, that's interesting. I know you loved it. And, uh, I'm sure we're both going to give our two cents, but I loved elements of it. And there's okay. a couple of things that I didn't like, and I can tell you now or later. Uh, but, uh, there are a couple of things I really didn't like about the show.
1: I think we should dive right in. The thing is that um, I was telling Sean before we recorded, and if you've listened to them, great. uh, Me and Joanne actually did a couple of reviews for previous episodes of The Flight Attendant. We never got to review the final three episodes, so I guess this kind of serves as that as well, uh, more of a roundabout way of the first season. But I'd actually love to know what the elements that you disliked were.
0: Well, um, as a whole, I enjoyed the series. And um, there were a couple of characters that I really liked. And one of them was her friend who was the lawyer, Annie, um, Mm -hmm. who uh, is the actress from Girls. And I thought that um, uh, Zoja Mamet is her name, David Mamet's daughter. So I I did like her a lot. And she was just kind of... uh, you know, kind of full-of-herself lawyer in the beginning, and she totally evolved. And and I did like Kaylee Cuoco. I liked seeing her. Is that how you pronounce it, Cuoco? Is it Cuoco Or
1: I've always said Cuoco, so okay.
0: we're on the same wavelength there. <laughs> I did not like her on The Big Bang Theory. I love all those guys. They're super hilarious, and I realized she was, like, the straight person or whatever. Uh, but... That show makes me laugh so hard, but I didn't like her character on on that show. But I loved everybody else, and it is so good to see her in a different role because she can act, and yeah. it's it's really cool to see her act. Um, as a whole, the broken character and that she was so broken and she couldn't evolve, and she I mean I know towards the end and we'll talk about this she does get better, um, but it, she was just so broken for so long. It was like, come on, lady, get it together. Um, but but I did like different elements. But the one thing that really bothered me about the show, and I just couldn't get over it, was the dead guy Alex in her head. Every time they go to the dead guy Alex in her head, I'd be like, "Oh God, uh, do I have to watch this?" Um, I, it just was a a device, or you know, the voice in her head. And then at one point, she said, "I think I'm falling in love with you," and it was like, "What is going on? Come on, please." um and i and i wanted to compare for you tia and, and for everybody listening out there i wanted to compare it to the show i'm watching and i hope that i by myself or both of us could review someday it's a show called the outsider and it's just oh, I love and the I'm, outsider yeah and i'm kind of like figuring out that i like dark stuff and this show is very dark right mm-hmm. like like um The flight attendant is very dark. There's some really dark stuff that happens in here, and and it's not for everybody. But the outside is even darker, and then the supernatural thing comes in, and it's like, what? Whoa, and it just blows your mind. There wasn't any moment during the show that blew my mind. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, stranger things are a few times that blew my mind. Like, there was uh, things that I've watched in the last few years that I was like, "Oh wow, that's real." The Mandalorian. Uh, just how do I like this show so much? It's a little green guy and a guy in a helmet. You know, like why do I like this so much? So um, that for me was the major thing. Was that plot device where they they go to the room and he's talking to her and he's already dead? Um, really bothered me. And then just as a whole, the show was so well done. And, and Kaylee Cuoco is the executive producer, but I didn't love it. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with Ratchet. Like Ratchet, we did a review of the first season. It's an amazing show. So this is an amazing show in a similar way. But Ratchet just had too much gratuitous violence and it was way over the top. It was like, come on, do we really need to do this? And for me with this show, it was the scenes where we go and talk to Alex the dead guy. I didn't I didn't appreciate those. So what, what did you feel about it because I know you loved it.
1: So I did, I loved the series, and I actually watched The Big Bang Theory for quite a while before, um, it was one of those shows that um, I watched with my parents anytime it came on, so Mm -hmm. when I lived at home, I watched it a lot more than when I moved out, I didn't necessarily watch cable TV like that, but I was excited to see her in The Flight Attendant because I wanted her to break away from that stereotype of what she was in The Big Bang Theory. And I thought she did a very good job. Um, I know from the trailers that she was obviously supposed to be an alcoholic, but I didn't realize to the extent of alcoholism. (laughs) I was like, how are you alive? (laughs) But
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I will will agree with you that the – the scenes where she speaks to Alex got a little too much. I didn't mind it at first, but there were times where it was just too much. And it's going to be interesting because I don't know if you know this, Sean, but it was, the show's actually picked up for a second season. It was meant to be. Yeah. It was meant to be a limited time series. And then I guess because of the success, they gave it a second season. So it'll be interesting if he's still in her head or if we can finally see her, Um, thinking freely on her own. But, yeah, that line that she said where I think I'm falling in love with you, I'm like, he's dead. (laughs) He's in your head. (laughs) Right. Um,
0: And and Uh, every character in every show or every movie, right, has this arc, and they go through uh, a journey. And at the end, they're different, right? And that happened to Kaylee. Uh, in this show but it happened like in the last episode it was like she was broken 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 wouldn't listen to anybody else was almost like annoying and whining in the middle of the show It was like lady you're going to die stop but um but it just all sort of wrapped up too easily in the end but i am like you i will watch the second season because i would like to see a season of her not being an alcoholic you know what I mean like the alcoholic thing it sometimes was almost too much it was like you know it was just a lot uh for her to be such a drunk and consistently over several episodes
1: yeah and we'll talk about definitely in a moment but I wanted to ask you a question that Joan and I when we did our reviews for the first Five episodes, I believe, um, where we asked ourselves, was there any point where you believed and um, the main character's name is Cassie. So was there any moment where you believed Cassie did kill Alex?
0: Um, There was a moment where. um, I believe that the Rosie Perez character and I forget her name. Megan. yeah, I should have that IMDb thing up here, but I don't. Uh, it's okay. Ma- Megan, um, I believe that she went into her room, or, or no, no, it was, um, it was Miranda. Is it Miranda, the, the spy who's a killer? hmm so, yes. Okay, so Miranda went into her room, and she was looking for stuff, and I think she even went in there to kill her, but she had just left, and she found two passports in a drawer. And I was like, oh, Cassie's a spy. I was like, why does she have two passports? Like, even if you're a flight attendant, you don't have two passports. If you have a bad passport, you throw it away. You don't want anybody else to get it and, and you know, manipulate it. So it looks like a real passport. So, so at one point, I don't know if you remember that happening. I did think, oh, she's a spy. And maybe she did kill Alex. And this is the twist of the show, that she's acting like not a spy, That she's just this broken alcoholic woman who's in the middle of this murder, but she's actually the person who killed him. So I did think that at one point.
1: I did think that it was a little suspicious. Um, And they never really touched back on that. And I believe it was um, because we have the two FBI agents, and Mm -hmm. I forget their names now. Um, I believe the guy's last name was Van White or something like that. Yeah. But. Um He says to his partner, uh, they talk about how flight attendants are likely to be um spies because of all how yes. freely they can travel so then saying that, I thought that that was supposed to be laying a foundation, and it would have been i mean we'll talk about it in a second because I did like the actual twist that they did of who the real killer of Alex was, but right. I thought that that would have been really interesting for us as an audience, that we're watching Cassie, we're rooting for her, we're feeling bad because she's mixed up in this whole thing, and for then it to turn out, like, no, she is an actual killer. It would have been interesting, Um, and she, the one thing I will say about her character, and I did say this on other reviews of uh, mine as well, where I said that she was a little too involved. Um, I get it Mm -hmm. that She was um, obviously suspected of murdering someone, and, of course, if you're um, not guilty of that, you're going to want to do anything you can to be proven innocent. But the fact that she broke into Alex's place of work, she was putting herself purposely in dangerous situations, she was endangering the people around her. Um, Mm -hmm. How did you feel about that? Because, I mean, I felt bad for Annie having to put herself on the line. And even um, at the moment when she brought her fellow flight attendant, Shane, to the, to the wake, I thought, well, that could put him in trouble, too, because he was seen with you. So what did you feel about yes. her just, like, overzealousness in proving herself innocent?
0: Yeah, so we're, we're kind of getting to the point that I was getting to before, mm-hmm. is that this is a better show if she's a spy, yeah. Um I don't care about the fact that yeah her dad was a drunk and he kind of made fun of the brother and made her drink beer at a young age and made her kill animals at a young all that stuff is messed up but but it was like enough already with the rabbits and all these things it was better it would have been better for me if she was a spy uh because a woman who's accused of murder and the F- talk, FBI talks to you you don't go to someone's apartment and convince the doorman to let you in and you you break into his house and and look for documents or look for hard drives or whatever and and yes she was putting people in danger uh by going to the funeral with the friend and all that kind of, it was kind of ridiculous and and what doorman's going to let you in like oh I'm the I'm the sister's friend or I'm the friend of Alex's sister. Or just let us into the apartment. No, this guy's dead. There's an investigation. There's no way he's letting her into the apartment. But, but that happened a few times in the series where it was like, Oh, come on. Like somebody was like lazy that day or didn't come into work when they were writing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I definitely, I will say that the show is not without its faults that it didn't say, think of those things. Um, I will say that uh, – so, obviously, you know I'm in New York, and it's yes. funny seeing them talk about Westchester and Yonkers and everything because mm-hmm. that's where I live. So. Right. <laughs> um really funny tidbit, the scene where Megan is with her son in a mall, um, and she exchanges that flash drive with that um, that man – uh, that's at a mall in White Plains, which I used to go to when I was like a teenager all the time. <laughs> my um, my other friend Kelly, who also watches the show, she saw the episode before me, and she's like, "Tia, they're at the Galleria Mall. You know it when you see it." And as soon as I watch the episode, I'm like, "Yep, that's that's the
0: Galleria Mall."
1: So. Um, I just always love when shows kind of touch upon like
0: where I live. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very cool. And I, I think I told you, I lived in Austin, um, just North of Yonkers, uh, by Sing Sing prison for about five years. Uh, when I lived in New York, I moved to the suburbs before I moved down to Atlanta. And I think they were on the, um, the Metro North railroad at one point, And, uh, I used to ride that every day, um, yeah, that was the the time where um, she saw Miranda and everybody was like, no, there's <laughs> nobody here. And, she, and Miranda just disappeared. Like, Miranda was trying to kill her on the train. She was going after her on the train. That was a train I used to take to work every day. Miranda, but let's just – sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say also um, that confused me because that tra- – and that was something that my boyfriend and I were talking about um, – but then I think he kind of redacted it where he was like, oh, I, I think there are trains like that. But the fact that that was a double-decker train, um, I, I sat there and go, I've never seen a double-decker train before.
0: No, there there is not a double-decker train on either the Long Island Railroad or the Metro North Railroad. But um, I don't remember there being a double-decker train. But maybe, yeah, I think at one she point goes,
1: she goes walks upstairs. down.
0: You're right. Yeah, she goes upstairs to – to get away from him and maybe that was just like okay well we need her to get away and there's no way to get if it's just a straight train there's Mm -hmm. nowhere to hide you just have to run through the other side but let me just talk about rosie perez before we get into the details of um, oh
1: please yeah definitely because her character as well added for a really um juicy second storyline in the show
0: well that's what i was saying like i thought it was connected So she was starting to look through documents and she was calling people. And I was like, oh, she's betraying Cassie. She's setting up Cassie. She's a spy or she's. And then all of a sudden it just became this weird thing where she was like selling secrets to um, the Korean government or something. Uh, And it was like, well, this is totally separate. And then they they did come back around and have her say, you know, I did a really bad thing, you know implicated my husband and blah 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 and um cassie was like well you have no idea what my problems are <laughs> a hell of a lot worse than that um when they were talking in the hotel room
1: i kind of thought that was a little but,
0: funny like yeah. oh
1: i've done highly illegal stuff so have i
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know where you want to go from here if you want to go episode by episode if you want to just ask questions and we'll go back and forth whatever you want to do but uh yeah, I
1: just like the back-and-forth kind of format. I think okay. you and I do pretty well with that. But I, I would love to talk about Rosie Perez's character for a moment. Sure. Because, first of all, I, did, I thought she did a fantastic job. Um, she's a really good actress. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because... Her character has this so – she's such a mom, right? She's such the mom in it, and she lives in this really nice house with her really nice husband, and they they obviously do very well for each other financially, and they have their son. And I am wondering what caused her to want to get involved in this corporate espionage stuff. It can't – it has to be more than just – oh, the company doesn't treat my husband well, so I want to help um, kind of get back at them, or I'm just a bored wife and this is fun. I've never done anything like this before. I mean, there has to have been more of a reason unless she really is just that gullible.
0: Well, she does say at one point, I don't know what episode or somewhere in the middle, she does say, the reason why I did it is because my life is boring. and it, was, it started out being exciting, and then I got in too deep. But you're right. She could have just been saying that. But, yeah, why would you do that? Why would you? <laughs> and I think, that, I think that it's true. I think that most people have mundane lives. And this idea that, you know, someone would come up to you and be like, I'll pay you a ton of money to just get, you know, some hard drive. Information from your husband's computer or laptop uh, would be exciting to some people. They might turn it down because they had a, a moral compass, but but it, yeah, it's a little weird that she would betray her because it's not just like her going to work and getting secrets. It's like mm-hmm. she's doing it through her husband,
1: and he, and doesn't he looks know guilty. Either.
0: Yeah, and you know that's Anthony Michael Hall, right? From
1: that's what I thought it Breakfast was. Breakfast Club
0: I- and Pretty in Pink. Yeah.
1: That's what I thought it was, but if you go to the IMDB, it has someone else completely listed under him, like someone who looks like him. I could be wrong. Maybe the IMDB is wrong, but I tried looking. I was like, oh, that's that guy. And then I looked, and it's not that guy. Um, oh. So it's just someone that looks a lot like him because as soon as I saw him, that's exactly who I thought it was. Um, her husband, though, he t- – like. They're all just a little too gullible because there's at some point in it where he comes home and he tells Megan, he says, hey, honey, um, the computer's acting a little funky. I think there may be a virus on it. And she's like, oh, well, you know, our son was watching porn, Um, you know, and he's like, oh, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. okay." Or then she says, uh, well, if it wasn't him it had to have been someone else you know AKU, and he's like ha 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 and he kind of like laughs it off and then that also goes into the hand of her saying that she needs his laptop to go on ebay and i think to myself um if you have if you're working somewhere that clearly deals in uh secrets that this you know korean government or any government's gonna want why right. would you allow your wife to look on your work computer we'd be like honey we have a million computers in the house. You have a phone. Why aren't you just going on eBay there? <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't he, live
1: in the, in the early 2000s where every time we guilty. only had one Didn't house. Didn't he
0: seem guilty? He was like, oh, okay, I'll get right on that. Like he had looked at porn on the – Oh, you know yeah, I, mean? like I don't doubt guilty. that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're it's right just... about this guy. I'm looking at him in the cast, and this is totally off topic, but – His name is Terry Serpico, and I could have sworn that I read somewhere that that was Anthony Michael Hall, and he also played on Yellowstone as a bad guy, this series on Paramount, uh, with Kevin Costner, and I was like, ah, I've seen him before. I thought that was Anthony Michael Hall. It is not him. No,
1: it's not. He looks exactly like him. It's really really weird. The casting directors were like, man, we want... Um, Michael Hall, but we can't get him, so right. who we else can we get? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Megan's story was certainly interesting, and I'll get into that in the season finale when we talk about that. But right. um, I did think that her story was going to connect to Cassie's, and it really kind of didn't. It was yeah. almost there to – fool you into thinking it connected when it didn't at all um and i'm hoping that we see more from it in season two because now that they've confirmed there's a season two they can start thinking about how do we bring in all the loose ends that we created in season one
0: well you never know what happens in the writers rooms and i've interviewed some writers and there's like eight to twelve people in the room and they're coming up with ideas and this is a big budget show so i'm sure they had you know it's an hbo show they they had a lot of money and I think somebody probably came up with the idea at some point, like, why don't we make her a spy? And like, no, 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 that's not what we're doing this season. But now that it's being renewed, it's on the table and I'm sure people have thought about it and talked about it. So, um, yeah, we'll certainly it's see. It's po- but- totally possible next season.
1: I do hope so. I hope Rosie Perez comes back. Um, I found that, um, I liked all of the people in Cassie's lives, except um, I'll tell you who I didn't like at first. Um, I understood where, say, the tensions were, and I understood where the animosity kind of was, and it got better, but uh, maybe this is because I don't have siblings, but there were times where her brother kind of frustrated me. Um, Yes. And I understood that she's an alcoholic, and that's frustrating as someone who – um, you know, I'll admit this right now that there was alcoholics in my family. um, So I, I know how hard that is. And I know that uh, as we saw from flashbacks that the father was not kind to Davey at all, but right. I hated that he took it out on her. That's your sister. She needs help. And you're emba- first of all, embarrassing her in the middle of a restaurant that does not help her recovery at all. You're making it very obvious that you don't trust her with your daughters and that can't feel good. I mean, it, all around, I just felt like he was taking his frustrations out on her because the dad wasn't around anymore.
0: Yeah, it's it's very tricky. And I agree. I did not like him at, at first. And I did like him more as the season went on yeah. uh, because he becomes more vulnerable. And he's like, he's like vulnerable. And he's like, I will come and take care of you let me know I'll get on a plane if it's bad let me help you but I will say as a dad having three kids who are older and about to go to college but when they were younger if somebody had a substance abuse problem or was an alcoholic they are not going to be alone with my kids you know what I mean like yeah. so he has this thing where and he it also seemed like he was trying to um And his partner was a man. Right. So I, I think that he was trying to like, you know, the 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 husband or the partner was like, hey, you know, um, why are you letting her around the kids or whatever? So he was probably I bet in that situation where, you know, a relative was maybe, you know, had some issues and my wife was like, hey, I don't want him watching the kids or, you know what I mean? So I've seen that. I know what that is. And it's kind of like he's in between the the husband or partner and her. So he was trying to do that. But yeah, it was definitely kind of an overreaction. But if you know the history of their relationship, then it's not that huge of an overreaction, in my opinion.
1: If I agree with you at the time, as I was watching it, I don't think we knew the full scope of their relationship. So, right, we did not. No. So, from my perspective, at the moment, I was saying to myself, um, "Okay, yes," uh, I, and it's like I'm not a mom. I'm not. I don't have siblings, so I'm talking from a place where I don't know. But it to me, in my part of my head, goes: they are just toys. But I do understand trying to teach your kid, your kid's discipline, trying to teach them the word no. I understand that, but you could have pulled your sister aside. You could have talked to her um, one-on-one instead of kind of making the spectacle that he made. But then obviously we get more context um, and we understand a little more. And I did like Davey as he went on. We see at some point Cassie gets um, arrested and she calls Davy, And it's this, first of all, this wonderful moment. Um, I know it's sad, but it is wonderful because her finally realizing that all of the memories she had of her father were so altered and it wasn't great like she thought it was. And she's so sorry about what happened to Davey. And Davey then finally kind of showing he's a big brother. And no matter what, if she's really in trouble, he'll come and go get her.
0: So I I like that. I did like that a lot. And I really like that. About the show, I liked, everybody has their own reality, right? So there's six people in a room, and, uh you know, I, I don't know, the scenario, like something explodes, and everybody has a different story. So she has a different memory of her family life than the brother, and she just totally, completely didn't know how bad the brother was treated and that she was part of it, because all she wanted to do was please her dad. And... um the brother is like, yeah, I don't blame you, it was our dad, but and in, in some ways I think he did blame her a little bit because she yeah. went along with him and didn't ever stick up for him.
1: Yeah, and you could see that um, at first he saw her and, um, you know, that she was an alcoholic just like the father. She was undermining his feelings, and to him that was bringing back probably a lot of memories. And you have to um, remember that the father uh, – you know died when they were younger we find out how and why then he becomes essentially the the man of the house and he's supposed to be you know being the big brother and how is that really possible when Cassie has had all these years of the father pretty much teaching her how to put down Davy and undermine him so it's like i understand there's so much there And you can see that Davey was waiting for Cassie to finally come to the realization because as soon as she did, then he wants to forgive her. And he says the thing that they both need to hear that, you know, I I love that line where she was like, dad, wasn't good to you. And he's like, dad, wasn't good to you either, because, come on, what father starts your daughter drinking at such an early age? It doesn't matter. There's just beer. (laughs) That's terrible.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Oh. Yeah. Um and and we haven't really talked about the three characters. I know that Buckley comes in later.
1: Oh yeah. No, don't uh, worry. I'm getting there. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. Yeah, but Victor and Miranda are two yes. very large characters and Victor's pretty scary. Victor was scary,
1: right? Um, yeah. and you you've seen um the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, right? We've yes. talked about that. So remember in the dark night the I'm assuming he was supposed to be a Russian mobster that mm-hmm. uh, about his dogs and everything that's him.
0: Yeah, that's no, I've actor. seen him before definitely He always plays the scary gangster for sure. He's been <laughs> he, on some he, law and orders, too.
1: He I think I saw that in his filmography. He does well at it um, Yeah, Victor was certainly scary and I liked how scary he was because he was playful And I like the dynamic between him and Miranda because we're given Miranda. She's, you know, obviously this, uh, spy assassin woman who's very frightening. She carries switchblade knives with her everywhere. And she is trying to constantly track down, uh, Cassie and all that. We're so scared of Miranda. Right. Yeah. But then to see her kind of being undermined by Victor and it, Brings almost this, like, human side to Miranda, where yeah. I eventually started really liking Miranda.
0: Yeah, you do. You end up liking Miranda when they're sort of fleeing together. But at first, she is a cold-hearted killer.
1: And, yeah, very And cold. she's
0: afraid of Victor, like, so he's, like, another level of cold.
1: Yeah, how bad is Victor that someone like Miranda is actually scared of him um what did you think about that whole storyline with alex and finding out about the drugs and the mobster family i mean it the show became so much um it went from being to suddenly being so many little things
0: i have a theory and um this is not only on HBO shows. But in life, people that are super successful have some buried body somewhere. Uh so so I do think that this guy is like super rich and he's driving around, it's like no no no, you did not just build an electric car, buddy. You killed some people along the way or your family did. Is totally believable to me and and it might not just be murder, it might just be screwing people over or, or whatever, but I think you have to step on and climb over people to get to the top. And, and I just think that people who are way up top, and especially as people are flying around on yachts and, and jets and stuff, there's some sketchy stuff going on. So, so uh, it made sense to me.
1: Um, he had a really nice apartment, though. I kind of sat there and was <laughs> like, "Ooh, what's he involved in?" I, yeah. I kind of want to get involved. Yeah, in. <laughs> he's selling
0: he's selling staples and and push pins No, he's doing some <laughs> sketchy stuff.
1: He's doing some sketchy stuff. It a <laughs> lot of it became sketchy. Um, I think I started to realize just how sketchy when Cassie um agreed to go on that say private flight with the um. Uh, Oh, God, what are they called? The captain that was always trying to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. And she gets on the plane and no one's on it. And I was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, And he wasn't even questioning it. So then you realize, like, this guy is kind of scummy, too, because he's mm. just taking the paycheck. So you had, like, which, by the way. Oh, my God. Could that guy not get the hint? I mean, he was trying to sleep with Cassie every two seconds, and she was giving up the biggest red flags of, like, I do not want to sleep with you. But hadn't they
0: slept together before? They had slept together, like, the previous year, I think. Okay, because she went to his hotel room, and then she was, like, dropping ice and spilling stuff, and she just left. So I I had figured that they'd been together before. I just feel like uh, Cassie... Keep wanting to say Kaylee uh, <laughs> with her drinking and whatever had, had a bunch of boyfriends or whatever. So, but yeah, the the plane and then it's all connected and um, they're selling. What do they have? Uh, weapons? They had uh, rocket launchers that they were selling.
1: Yeah, which is so extreme. I mean, I expected drugs, and then suddenly we're talking about rocket launch. I'm like, oof! These this is some bad stuff they're involved in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was certainly interesting, the whole thing with that. Yeah, oh, gosh, there's so much. Now that I'm, like, thinking of it, I was like, there is so much in this show right now. But, um, yeah, Cassie's drinking definitely um, got the worst of her. And I'll just come out and let's talk about the Buckley thing. Because okay. with her drinking, she's obviously being told um, by Annie, which, by the way, I loved Annie this season. I had yeah. actually never watched Girls, um, so this is my first introduction to the actress, and I thought she okay. did really well. They were a great um, compliment, I think, to each other, uh, these best friends. She um, is.
0: A, she's an incredible actress, and I don't know if you know who her dad is, David Mamet. He uh, did a bunch of movies, and um, he ha- has made over 20 plays. I used to study him in college when I went to college yeah. for acting. Uh, he's very well known uh, playwright and screenwriter. But uh, on Girls, she was great, but she wasn't the focus. It was the Leah—I forget her last name—character. Uh, it's a great show. You should watch it. Um, it is—it's an amazing show. And Adam Driver—that's the first time you see him on that show, and he's one of my favorite actors. But he's uh, fantastic. He's fantastic in everything he does. There's a movie called um, Patterson. Jim Jarmusch and uh, he plays a bus driver and a poet and it's very simple and uh, it's just an amazing film. He is an incredible actor and he used to be a marine and he was never even going to be an actor and he just sort of worked his way in and uh, he's got a very different kind of face and uh, he's just very believable. Obviously the Kylo Ren stuff is, I think it's great. Some people diss on those movies but I think he did an amazing
1: I, uh, job. I think he did an amazing job. I have my opinions about the movies, but I think he, in general, um, is amazing. If you ever get a chance to check out, he did this movie called The Report. It's on Amazon Prime, yes. and I thought he did really well
0: with it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I mean, he can do anything. He can do any <laughs> character. And <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about Buckley in a second. But I know, but Night when Live, you talk about the, Adam Driver, you can't help Saturday it. The right? Saturday <laughs> Saturday Night Live Undercover Boss skits, he did them twice, are absolutely hysterical. Where Kylo Ren goes undercover <laughs> at work and just acts like he's a janitor or something and sees how the other people on the Death Star are doing their thing. It is absolutely insane. Okay, so back to. I have
1: to check that out. You have to check <laughs> it
0: on the internet. It's Saturday Night Live, Kylo Ren, Undercover Boss. But um, Buckley. So Buckley. Sort of paid off a little bit because I was like, "What the hell is going on? This woman is being chased by the FBI, and and this woman assassin, and these other guys who she doesn't know it is, and she has time to get drunk and just sleep with this guy and have fun. Like it just like this seemed like this weird little side story. But they got me because I did not expect this guy to be who he was."
1: Yeah, so at first when they show, it's really funny um, that in the show they kept making fun of him for his name. I actually didn't think it was that bad. Like, I didn't think anything of it. But then they kept saying, oh, what kind of name is Buckley? And I'm like, all right, it's not that bad. Like, I've heard worse names. But you're right where – and I think that at first that was put in to kind of show how um, disoriented of a person Cassie is. Um, that she's an alcoholic, she's literally being investigated for murder, she's being chased by all these assassins, and yet she makes the time to completely disassociate herself and to be, you know... And this is not me, like, I always feel like I have to uh, stop myself because this is certainly not me slut-shaming or anything. Right. Because that's not it. But the fact that it's like she was so... um, she was just not caring with, like, being promiscuous when it's, like, you don't know who's a spy, who could be, you know, who could be out there for you, who could be, you know, trying to trick you or something. I mean, you have to be on your guard at all points, and she just wasn't, especially with this Buckley guy. And, of course, right. at first you're like, this guy's such a doof. Um, you have yeah. Alex, who was uh, very suave, good-looking. Um, The Italian guy who ends up coming into play later on is a very charming man. You know, she has, like, nice guys in her life. And then you have, like, Buckley who is not a good influence on her because he kind of feeds into her addictions. Um, So, and as you said, they got me with that. No, at no point did I think that that was going to be the turn there. But I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: I'm going to go to the Italians because there's a, there's a big turning point for her with the Italians that I'll go to in a second. But I will tell you that um, this happens with The Mandalorian and The Outsider, these other shows that I've been watching. Every episode, there's a moment where it's like, oh, my God, how are they going to get out of this? And there was the moment with Cassie where she's like she wiped up a couple drops of blood on the floor and then just left the hotel room And got on a plane and the dead guy was in the hotel room. Did she think that no one was going to find out? Like, how did that happen and how did she get out of that? And then she went to the FBI a few episodes later and she's just saying all the wrong answers and she won't shut (laughs) up and she's telling them way too much. And I'm like, why are they not locking her up? She's obviously the person she's involved, even if she was there, even if she didn't kill him. So there was a bunch of times during the series that they did really well. I was like, how is she going to get out of this? She is yeah. so messed up in a messed up situation. And there's no way she's getting out of this. She's going to jail or she's going to get killed. But moving on to the Italians, there was one point, and I, she went to get a gun with the Italian guy, the great-looking mm-hmm. Italian guy, and uh, went to the villa where Grandma lives to get Grandpa's gun. Which was uh, kind of cool.
1: Yeah, like, the uh, whole thing was
0: cool, but there was this moment where she's talking to the grandmother, mm-hmm. and the and I feel like it's the turning point of the series. I don't, I didn't yeah. write down. I may have. I have a lot of notes here, but I, I can't find it right now. Mm-hmm. What she said, but she said something, and I'm paraphrasing something like, you know, it's your life, and you have to live it, and you have to, you know, deal with the consequences of your life, and and I feel like that's the point. She actually put. All those nips that she, mm-hmm. those little tiny bottles that she got from the airline. She'd always stealing. drink of vodka <laughs> that she's totally stealing. And she put them on the on the, the wall there that they were talking at her and the grandma as if that's it. I'm done. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to quit drinking. Like that was the moment where she decided to quit drinking.
1: It was such a sweet moment. And I'm not saying that necessarily she needs to be be with this Italian guy. Like he served his purpose as being just a friend to her. Yeah. But that first of all is showing her that you can have a male in your life, even if you say, cause she de- definitely had romantic fun with him, yeah. but he still cared for her. It wasn't like he was just sexually objecting her and right. that and he was mature enough and kind enough that being around him, being around, you know, his family almost like pushed her in that direction. You don't need to be going to the club all the time. You don't need to be sleeping with these random strangers all the time. Um,
0: you need you to know, get your life together. You need yeah. to get
1: your life together. And it was it was such a beautiful moment that, um, like with the Buckley scenes, they there or even the Alex scenes, there were pauses in the story that felt sometimes out of place at moments. But mm-hmm. this one moment was a pause, but didn't feel out of place. It felt like it was absolutely necessary for her. Um, right. And I love that. And as someone who's been to Italy, I of course, like, just love seeing Italy. Again. It got me a little nostalgic. I was like, oh, man, I want to go back.
0: Oh my uh, God. <laughs> it's my favorite country. I finally took my kids there. In November 2018, I've I've been four or five times myself, and and obviously I'm Italian, and but I've I've been to France and Poland and Germany, and I just oh, wow. love Italy. Italy, I could just I could live there, and I've talked to my girlfriend about it. And we might retire there and just have a simple life because that's what you do there. You just have this simple life. It's not filled with <laughs> all the craziness that comes with America. But yeah, it's a beautiful place. But. um as far as, this sounds horrible, and I know we, we're not doing any spoilers, but the Italian guy dies, right? Am I remembering this correctly? He gets shot or something?
1: Well, first Go. of all, we can death spoilers since the um, yeah. show has been out for a while. But no, he doesn't die. They they okay. show him giving, like, the thumbs up at the end. I was really worried, okay. too. It was like, oh, my God, no. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a, don't kill that guy. The one, one That's nice the best guy. guy. In the, yeah, in the whole series. Look him yeah. live
1: let him live please he you know he's just trying to help cassie saying you know he's trying to help a friend and and he has great hair
0: yeah just don't he has fantastic
1: hair (laughs) (laughs) i was like wow this is great um but yeah no i was really scared that he was gonna die um in that moment so thank god he lived but um yeah so it was just crazy the whole buckley thing um, that you have this, like, goofball guy who you wouldn't think anything of, and he really forces her to descend pretty much into madness. I mean, that whole stealing of that pony thing. I'm like, Cassie, you are literally being investigated by the FBI for murder. Your best friend pretty much told you to take a hike because of what happened with her boyfriend, and now you're getting drunk in the middle of the day stealing uh, one of those electronic kid things. I'm like, yeah. what is wrong with you? Um, and, of course, that's when we find out about the truth about her dad, which is a really dark thing. And the fact that she's never told anyone, I feel as if season two definitely needs to be her and Davy sitting down, having a little heart-to-heart, and her being like, listen, mm. I need to tell you this, because that's still a secret she's holding on her shoulders. Um so that's crazy, but, yeah, when all of a sudden it's revealed, no, Buckley, Buckley's the murderer, Buckley's the crazy person, Buckley's been catch like, uh you know, chasing her everywhere, and he has a British accent, uh, <laughs> that, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, But I don't know if you caught this, uh, he lives, too, at the end. Like, they didn't even kill him off. Um yeah. He lives, that's going to be crazy, but... The oh, shit moment to me in that moment was Shane. I did not see that coming when he gets shot and you see Shane, the other flight attendant. And I'm like, wait, why does he have a gun? What is happening? Well, that's the whole thing.
0: Shane, are we going to find out that everybody's a spy? Because Shane (laughs) just shows up in his workout outfit, the other flight attendant, and he jumps on. Do right, you want to break down the scene? This is the last scene in the series.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: so I, the, the whole thing, you get a gun. You know this guy is coming. Why don't you have the gun on you? Like Cassie does a little fight with Buckley in the hotel room over the gun, and it's like, where's the gun? You went all the way out like a half you an hour the outside the city to get the gun, and you don't even have it. It's like in your purse. Like, you're not ready for this guy? This guy's coming to kill you. You know he's coming. So that was weird. And then all these other people, like you said, came in. The Italian guy came in, and and Shane came in out of nowhere. Is Shane a spy? Well, he's
1: part of the CIA. That's
0: that's right. He does say that. You're right.
1: Because he's investigating Megan for the corporate espionage. Um, so he's been nice. really there keeping an eye on Megan. His thing, his focus isn't even on Cassie, but I guess he's catching wind or something like that of what was happening. So he comes in, and I, I, w- I did not expect that at all. That was such a crazy twist to me. I mean, I liked it. I, I actually liked it because yeah. um, I thought Shane was a cool side character, um, and that was just like, whoa. So he's obviously trying to catch Megan, which is crazy because they're all supposed to be friends, which obviously now you kind of find out that really Megan is a part of Shane's work, Um, which – and then we see it – and I want to also – I know I'm jumping here. I promise it will make sense. (laughs) But um, we see Megan on the run um, because finally the husband – Finds out or at least he guesses that Megan Mm -hmm. has been involved in some shit. And I have to tell you, I felt really bad for the husband in that scene where he's just like, honey, they found this shit on my computer and they think it's me. And she's like, oh, no, they can't. How could they think that? And he's just sitting there going, is this you? Did you cause this? And she doesn't even say anything. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like this. This is the worst thing ever. Like, this is worse than finding out anything else about your
0: wife. (laughs) Right. But even worse than that for me was her telling the son. She didn't even tell him that she was leaving. She, Like you said, she's going on the run. She's like, just tell your dad this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I love you, and I got to go. And it's like, what, you're not going to tell me that you're on the run and that people are after you? Because like, uh, he's not going to see his mom again, probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, how do you know, at least for Cassie's thing, obviously she was investigated by the FBI, but once that was all cleared, then everything for her is cleared. But Megan actually did all this shit and yeah. I mean, that that's huge. Conspiring she's with going, another couple yeah, thing. She's going to jail, yeah. Thing, that's that has to be like life in prison. I'm not a lawyer or anything. Uh but that's life in prison definitely. Um so that was really insane, yeah. Um, and I think she left money for her her husband yeah. and her son. But, I mean, does that – that doesn't absolve the husband from being investigated either. So he's probably going to be investigated. The mother's on the run. That son's life is about to turn upside down right now.
0: Yep. So that's really and, sad. <laughs> and the one thing we didn't talk about um, – Was There was this guy, I'm trying to look it up on IMDb, but it was um, Annie's boyfriend, her best friend, and he was kind of helping her do some investigations. I have to ask you
1: a question really quick. Sure. Um, Did you ever watch The Office? I did. Okay, doesn't he look like BK a little?
0: Um, I didn't hear the name. You're saying the BK guy or whatever his name is?
1: bj novak the one BJ who always novak,
0: played,
1: yeah he looks a little like him he looks a <laughs> little like opinion. him
0: yeah i thought i had the same thought uh oh. he must be way down the end here because i'm not seeing him but but this guy max was kind of oh max yeah so he was helping out yeah he definitely has a bj no, novak thing and, and his hair is just longer but uh, Max was helping her out and they were cracking some codes and going into apartments and warehouses. And then he gets hit by a car. And that is a moment where uh, Annie's just like, get away from me. I don't want to see you ever again. You hurt my boyfriend who I love. And Annie's like, what? So everybody's sort of pushing her away. The brother's pushing her away. Everybody's pu- She's like falling apart. And uh, then once again, she just has such a strong bond with her. She's like, I'm sorry. You're my friend. It doesn't matter uh, what you did.
1: Annie was such a great character, and I loved her relationship with Max because while Annie was so angry that Cassie's antics had caused Max to be injured, if you remember, the second Max woke up, he instantly was like, where's Cassie? Like, is Cassie okay? Like, him saying to Annie, this is your best friend. She's in trouble. And at this point, I think Annie didn't believe that there was a woman Miranda after Cassie. She thought that this was all part of um Cassie's drunkenness. And then so when she finally sees Miranda, she finally realizes that it's all um true. That's a huge part for Annie. I'm it was a greatness. Um Annie's performance to me, her best performance in the season was when she's in the hospital room. And mm-hmm. she gives her notice to that other girl from the law firm, yeah. and she tells and she tells her, like, "My name isn't Annie it's um oh god, I forgot how she said it's pronounced, but it 's Armenian, and her pretty much saying like but i 've always accepted people just calling me Annie, just like you've always accepted me just you know calling you a different name, and we shouldn't accept people just." calling us different things or saying we're different than who we actually are and it was such a great little scene there um and i wonder what's going to happen to annie now since uh, she she left the law firm i mean she has a she too has a very nice uh apartment that mm-hmm. you know she's going to need to pay for
0: yeah she does um, um she's a great character um there's so many great characters but i just want to say one thing i do think like this is the perfect example of this end scene where why doesn't she have a gun and, oh, Shane just jumped in and, oh, the Italian guy's shot. Is he dead? I think part of I, – I think of things in a very linear way. I love the show The Sopranos because it seemed like everything in that show could have really happened. Like
1: mm-hmm. there were
0: real events by real people even though it was a story and a cast. It seemed like it was based in something. and. And this is like – and I think a lot of these shows, it's like the worst thing you can do is make it like a typical scene where he walks in, shoots her, and she's dead. Like you have to have twists. You have to have turns. You have to have unexpected things happen. And I think that's why – I'm trying to explain it away myself, but I think that's why a lot of these things happen. Like there's this whole part where Miranda kills one of the FBI agents and Mm – there's like four or five people get killed in a row. And it's like, what was that? That was completely unnecessary. And there's all these dead people all over the city because Miranda's <laughs> looking for Cassie. Um, and Victor killed some people, or, or maybe Buckley killed some people. I don't know what happened, but a bunch of people got killed. And But I think they just need to keep you guessing. That's the idea of these shows.
1: Yeah. Um, certainly I agree with you there. I really... The they kind of glossed over that FBI agent getting killed. I do feel that. Um So they glossed over a few things. And I'm hoping that in season two, they kind of polish things a little more because things were a little uh wrapped up kind of nicely mm-hmm. Um at the very end of the show where Shane says to Cassie. Oh, well, you know, the CIA might call you, you know, just letting you know. So that's letting us know that Cassie is going to be working perhaps for the CIA in season two.
0: Yes, Um, I do remember that.
1: Which maybe then that'll tie into the Megan thing, because then maybe her duty and job will be to track down Megan. I'm not sure. (laughs)
0: Right, I think it's very easy for them to just be like, okay – If you don't want to go to jail, work with us against the Korean government. It's very easy to just be like, okay, now you're a spy for us, or we're going to put you in jail. And she agrees with it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, I am interested in seeing all that happen. I will – I'll ask you one last thing, Sean. Sure. Um, What did you – because we kind of glossed over it a little. What did you think about – the reveal of Cassie's dad and how he died?
0: Um, Cassie's dad and, and that whole, you know, flashbacks with the dad, it just wasn't that bad to me. You know what I mean? Like I've just seen so many more horrific stories or read about her or seen so many movies that are just so much more horrific. And it's like, Really, I mean, I understand that he was giving a young girl beer, and that's awful. And he was sort of abusive towards his son. And it, he was a bad guy, but he wasn't <laughs> like a serial killer. He wasn't this horrific person. Um And it just um, – I realized that she should be a little messed up because of it, but not as messed up as she was, in my opinion. So – That she was in the car with her dad when he died, and she sort of ran away. It's like, oh, I'm seeing a rabbit. That's me. I'm vulnerable. I'm I'm a young girl. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was just kind of messy to me, and and didn't really have. uh, It didn't really have a big part of the series for me. I didn't really focus on it too much. It was like, oh, okay.
1: Um. Yeah. I will say that I didn't expect for that to be the thing that was kind of her huge repressed memory or her secret as to who she was. Um, in a sense that I was like, Oh, that was it. It's not like she. Okay. Did you ever watch? I know I asked this all the time, but did you ever watch daredevil on Netflix?
0: I saw No, I saw the Ben Affleck one. I haven't seen uh, the one on Netflix. Oh, it's so freaking good, Sean. I know, and it has one of my favorite actors, Vincent D'Onofrio, even though he's much heavier now.
1: Oh, he's a powerhouse in that. Like, you want to talk about A-list acting, uh, his Mm. whole performance, especially season three. He was fantastic in season one, don't get me wrong, and he appeared a little in season two. But season three was definitely his, like, tour de force um, uh, performance. That Just absolutely phenomenal. Um, Shit. I can't really... Well... I can't really like spoil then, like what I want to say.
0: Oh no, no, um, no! You can tell me, tell me. I, I, I don't. A, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, and B, um, yeah. There's just some Netflix shows like uh, Jesse Jones or something, Jesse and Jones. I did watch The Punisher, and we both love that actor. I love that oh, actor, John, Bernthal. John, so John Bernthal. He's great as a bad he gets, guy.
1: He gets introduced in the second season of Daredevil. Um, he that's does. kind of why he got his own show originally. The Marvel world was just supposed to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. And then because John Bernthal's performance as Frank Castle was so powerful in season two of Daredevil, Netflix was like, all right, you get your own series. Oh, but okay.
0: I did um, enjoy Punisher, but the other ones, I, I honestly tried to watch an episode or two and it didn't grab me.
1: Perfectly understandable. I was just going to say there's a character in Daredevil, Karen, mm-hmm. who um, it's – you know she's had a past as well it's alluded to and in the third season you find out that her big secret is um she was a drunk when she was younger and was driving a car and she had her younger brother in the car and because she was drunk she crashed and the brother died but she lived um so to me it's like okay i can understand like feeling immense guilt because right. you literally caused the car she, crash that killed your brother. Right. Um, Cassie
0: wasn't driving the car. The dad was That's what I'm saying. Cassie fault. wasn't. So why right. is she so messed up about it? Right. That's what I mean.
1: Sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, No, I, I think that we came to that uh same conclusion. Her whole thing where she was like, well, I was his drinking buddy. I'm like, he made you his drinking buddy. That's right. not your fault. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he didn't have friends to drink with, why he had to drink with his like 11 12 year old daughter uh but that sounds a lot more like his problem than yours so yeah i it was it didn't hit i think the way that the show wanted that reveal to hit but um was there anything that i because i know that i was all over the place in this because i i watched it when it as it was coming out but was there anything that i didn't talk about that you wanted to touch upon
0: um I just thought of it but um the FBI agents I really liked the Their female, dynamic was
1: great. The, yeah, the
0: female FBI agent. She was a, a no bullshit um kind of don't tell me how to do my job and I thought she was going to be more involved and they just sort of she just sort of disappeared towards the last few episodes but but I did yeah. like her character.
1: Yeah, I will say, I I like their dynamic with each other. I liked, um, she has that line where she says to him, you know, you probably got here on a lacrosse scholarship. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, and, and he doesn't say no, by the way. Right, he, he never says no. Yeah. <laughs> and she's saying, you know, I'm an African-American woman. I'm a U.S. military veteran. I have, like, a master's degree and shit, but I probably couldn't get away with the uh, ballsy sort of moves that you make without even thinking about it. And I was like, I like that. that you know, you put him in his place a little, and I think he understood that. Um, And, again, he didn't say no about the lacrosse scholarship, but she was the one who was kind of always iffy about Cassie's involvement, whereas the guy – really just kind of wants to put the cuffs on her and we see um the female fbi agent helping with annie once uh, annie comes to her with all her you know information and then you would you would assume that you would then see the fbi agent say to cassie at the end sorry um you're free we you know blah 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 blah, blah. but at the end they just kind of explained it away like oh the fbi dropped everything i'm like really that's it (laughs)
0: well there's always another season
1: there's always another season what do you hope for in season two sean um
0: i hope for less dead guy in her head uh (laughs) i hope for less drinking Mm -hmm. and uh it would just be kind of fun for it to be like a spy series like get cassie involved in spying and shane's already involved and get megan involved and they could be like the the double o seven uh of the friendly skies, you know what I mean they could be the flight attendant spies, and that would be kind of a funner thing this sort of dark darkness stuff in there i, I once again, they want to give you the unexpected, but I was just like I enjoyed so many other parts of the show than the the dad stuff in the and the dead guy in the head stuff
1: yeah, I'm hoping now that. The murder is solved and everything was wrapped up in a bow that we get no more dead guy in her head because I'll agree with you that yeah. those moments got a little too much for me. Um, it seems as if she's sober now. She at least says to Annie that she's going to meetings and all that. So I'm hoping that we don't get a typical relapse scene. Um, I hope for her and Annie to have a good relationship to see Annie maybe even open up her own law firm. Um, there has to be. I feel like some sort of uh extension with Annie's uh story because yeah. you know Annie or maybe had,
0: Annie becomes a spy too. But yeah, she could, everyone she becomes could be a spy. The, well, she could be, <laughs> <laughs> she could be the lawyer b- part of the spies. Like, oh, do this, and the justice <laughs> department won't bother you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think that Annie works well when she kind of is. Uh, doing law for the underbelly of the city pretty yes. much yes you know? <laughs> exactly. i mean she was already said. yeah so for season two for me i uh, i definitely echo what uh sean is saying here and i hope to see more of megan's story and i'm just looking forward to what cassie being involved in the cia entails Because we do see that she's pretty good at investigating, so, you know, her and Shane will work closer together, and maybe we'll see Miranda again, because Miranda's out there. And you, I don't know, I'm excited for it, hopefully we'll see more Italian guy, he was great. Yeah,
0: and the Nana, yeah. No, uh, I mean, uh, I think it has a really good possibility of season two being even better, how's that?
1: I agree, and... I have to give such props to Kaylee Cuoco for really just breaking out of the mold of what people probably Mm. thought she was in the big bang theory. I thought she did a phenomenal job. The fact that she is EP of this show is just so great. Um, And I think that she's so great. And I hope they did a fan and not that I hope I'm sorry that I want to say that. Oh, can you hear me there? Sorry. (laughs) My like grandparents just started calling and whenever like I get a call in it, like, pauses or at least mutes me there's been a lot of times where i'll be doing a podcast with Brittany, and if someone calls and she's like can't hear you and i'm like damn it skype what are you doing here uh but i just wanted to say that i felt that this show was casted really well um and i'm glad that we got to review it um i what was i gonna say what else were you oh first of all your reviews for the mandalorian
0: are great um thank you
1: such a fantastic show, by the way. I cannot it's wait so for good. season three.
0: It's so good. It's so good. I, I, I mean, I'm going to be dorky here, but my girlfriend got me a bunch of baby Yodas for Christmas. Like, my kids are like, Dad, you <laughs> are like a six-year-old boy. What are you doing? Uh, and I'm like, no, this is fun. Like, uh, Grogu's fun. Um, I
1: have to send you a picture. My mom, for Christmas, got me a plush Grogu and <laughs> <laughs> um there's a makeup company called ColourPop and okay. they did an eyeshadow palette in uh conjunction with the Mandalorian and it has baby Yoda on it so my mom got me that for Christmas as well so just awesome. you know. so yes I I am so with you on the Grogu love here and I would definitely love to do a review of The Outsider with you because yes. I really enjoyed
0: that series. I'm not done. I'm on six. I didn't realize there were ten episodes, so I just finished six yeah. last night. So give me a week or so, and we'll text back and forth. I would love to do that with you because it sounds like you enjoyed it also.
1: Yeah, I'll have to. I feel like that's great because I'll go back and rewatch it just so that I'm refreshed because it's okay. been a little while. Um But, yeah, Sean, I have really enjoyed reviewing The Flight Attendant with you. Um, Please plug your work. Let everyone know where we can find you, what you have coming up.
0: Oh, geez. Um, (laughs) I have a a podcast called The Lights, Camera, Pro Podcast, and I interview um, entertainment pros about them working behind the scenes, directors, actors, producers, cinematographers. And that was so much fun for six months. But now I'm actually working on – a true crime podcast i've got uh, two out of three episodes done that i'm going to launch with probably at the end of january it's called true crime freaks so i am going to uh do that now i love the true crime uh documentaries hbo shows and podcasts and so now i'm doing that also uh and i still will be doing more reviews uh, like this and in interviews for the lights camera pro podcast so that's it yeah
1: Sean, you definitely have to send me when you launch your true crime podcast. I love true crime, uh, which oh, sounds bad I, to say. <laughs> that sounds really bad to say, but I, I love it. I definitely
0: want yeah, to, yeah, hear what you think about them. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's so much more work than doing something like this. It's uh, Each episode is at least 40 hours of work. Uh, it's a lot of research and a lot of editing and music and you're making it spooky and fun, so it, it, it's a ton of work, uh, but I love it. I absolutely love it.
1: I can imagine. I did a review probably about half a year ago now with one of our associates, uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, we reviewed the Netflix documentary The Confession Killer, um, yeah. which is a pretty interesting case if you've not seen it, um, but yeah, the whole, I, which is so bad that I like, watching those things and learning but it's just so fascinating so that's exciting Um, it is i'll definitely check it out please everyone who's listening make sure that you check it out when sean launches you said end of january
0: correct probably yeah uh definitely by the beginning of february end of january it'll be launched yeah
1: awesome awesome and as for me you can always find me at geek 5 um, I'm on YouTube at geek fives podcast we have the top tens my tea times with Tia I just did a review for uh, American Gods season 3 I was given the first four episodes and it's amazing so make sure you check that out and I have coming up my interview with director John Lee Brody which has to be one of my favorite interviews that I've done so make sure that you check check that out as well at geek vibes podcast but Sean it's been amazing i can't wait till we get back together to do another which will probably be the outsider so i'm yeah. looking forward to it
0: <laughs> i look forward to it also and you're amazing you do so much stuff you do all these podcasts and write for geek vibes I, I don't know how you do it all but uh, it's amazing to watch and i love listening to you guys stuff and watching your podcasts
1: Oh, thank you. Well, I have to let you know before we sign off that my mom loves when you and I review things together. So there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Hi, Mom.
1: Hi, Mom. <laughs> we
0: we'll, we'll do it again soon. This was great. You have a great day.
1: You too. Bye. <laughs> All right.
0: Thanks.